You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing a love for the game in Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into today's episode, let's give a little self-promotion for ourselves. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter, at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. Panthers on tap. We have over 2,500 members. You can find all of our episodes on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, just search Panthers on tap. Don't forget to give us a follow Bryson and I on Twitter at coach rule and at Curtis underscore round. I first want to start off Bryson. Congratulations. You got the 2000 retweets. It's good to see you'll be getting that DJ Moore Jersey. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm uh, really appreciative of, uh, Panthers Twitter helping me out getting that another kind of some mixed reviews which I found interesting of yeah uh, those, you know what those people can f- off you know yeah, I, I mean it's it's a multi-billion million dollar uh industry and team and they're giving away a hundred dollar jersey so um I just did it just to get my chance at something free I mean they give away free items all the time so uh DJ Moore is probably my favorite Carolina Panther currently so uh, I just I asked how many retweets it would take, and uh, they said 2,000, and to get DJ Moore to retweet it. So I asked for help, and they helped, and the people helped, and we got it done. And I'm very appreciative, like I said, and excited to get it. It should be here by the end of the week. So yeah, they pulled through, man. I was happy for you. It's finally the Panthers Twitter account gives you some love, and for all those people out there that are salty about it, you're just jealous. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Try it next time yourself. For real. Well, let's get let's get underway here. Let's start with we'll start with David Tepper. You know he loves to be in front of the camera. He donated some money to a playground yesterday in Rock Hill. I think it was five hundred thousand dollars, something like that. But yeah, he talked to the media after, and there were some big developments. I I guess you would say out of what's what's the fate of this the Panthers' new stadium if they're ever to get one within the next 10, 15 years and. Tepper said there's, quote, no way in hell he's building a dome, a stadium in Charlotte after COVID. And he mentioned before, he's also said that he's still interested in a new stadium, but it's going to take more than just him to pay for it. Some interesting comments. I know a lot of fans online were not too happy about that. I just want to know your thoughts. Yeah, um, at first, when I first saw the tweet, like the quote tweet of, him talking about the stadium, I was kind of upset. And um, I took it as, like, I think a lot of Panthers fans took it as David Tepper isn't going to be the only one to pay for the stadium if we want a new stadium. But I think what he was trying to say was um, the fans are going to have to want the stadium. The city is going to have to work with him on, you know, like taxes. And I, I don't know what all goes into it, but he, he was pretty much saying he's not going to be the only one that wants a new stadium. He's going to force it to get it done or force it on us. He he wants the fans to want it. He wants the city to want it, which, which I understand. And I, I think that's totally acceptable. And, uh, and, and like I said, at first I was upset because I think his comments are kind of taken out of context, but after I went back and watched it myself and listened to the whole interview, it kind of made more sense to me. And, I, and I'm, I'm on the same page as him, but, um, when it comes to Bank of America Stadium, I mean, I really don't mind it at all. I, I, I love Bank of America Stadium, and I'm I'm in the boat of, well, let's just make improvements to the stadium that we have, which they have been doing, and let's just keep it for 
as long as we can. I mean, uh, Arrowhead Stadium that uh, the Chiefs play in, God knows how old, mm-hmm. and it, they yeah. still got that going. I, I I just I'm kind of the of the yeah, that's what we started with when the team was first created. Uh, it, it's a stadium that has been through a lot. It's seen a lot of Carolina Panther legends, all every Panther ever. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of just let's just keep what we have and make improvements to it and continue to build on what we have. And I don't I don't know how you feel about it, but that that's the way that that I'm sitting right now. Yeah, like you said, until it falls apart. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I've been to it. I don't think it's. I've not been to many NFL stadiums, so I can't really. I mean, I've been to Lambeau and Bank of America Stadium, so I. I mean. I'm kind of the, I like the nostalgic, you know, stick to, you know, the, the original and build upon it. And I think that's what they're going to do for a while. But I mean, at some point it's going to happen. Um, I didn't mind his comments on the, you know, some people, someone else is going to have to pitch in kind of thing. It, most owners, it ha- like, I guarantee you, Jerry Jones didn't fork over all that money. I'm sure he got tax write-offs and whatever else. And I saw Atlanta, um, I think Panthers culture was mentioning that they did a hotel tax um, for some money for the stadium when, uh, when Atlanta built there. So it is what it is. He's a smart businessman. He's going to make sure he did it with the Panthers facility. They're building in rock Hill. He got a bunch of money for that. And he's a smart businessman, more power to him. I mean, it is what it is. I'd like, I'd, I mean, if they get a new stadium in the next 10, 15 years, I'm not opposed to it. I think it'd be nice. And, Maybe they can host a Super Bowl or two here in Charlotte if the weather's good. But yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is. I don't. I I wasn't too mad about the comments. I'm just curious your thoughts because I know some people were debating this too. Is what's your thoughts on a dome? Or I mean, he said there's no way in hell they're doing one. Were Were you pulling for a dome if they were to get a new stadium? Yeah, that. I mean, that's kind of where I was. Uh, what I was about to say was, especially with it not being a, like going to be a dome then what's the point of pushing for a new stadium right now? I, I just – I don't think that there's that big of a difference. I mean, you, you, it'll look better, I guess, but uh, a Bank of America stadium factor. is not a bad stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and Bank of America stadium is not a, a bad stadium. I don't think any team or fans will say that. It's a, a rundown, shitty-looking stadium. It, they keep it up nice. It's They've made improvements um, even since uh, when Te- uh, Tepper took over. And, I mean, they're putting in the turf this year, which it makes reviews on the turf, but – um, yeah, they. I think the the only angle that I think we haven't mentioned yet was maybe with the uh, the MLS team coming in, they they may want to make make it more. Um, I don't know, uh, tailored more for a soccer team to play in. But I, I'm not really worried about that. I, I only care about the Panthers right now and uh, let and focus in on that. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even. It's. It, I just looked it up. It's 27 years old. Mm-hmm. The stadium. It's not even that old. I mean. Look at Wrigley Field. The, the damn building's falling apart, and I mean, I, that's a lot more history into that one. But like, this this building isn't that old, so like, no, no. they can build upon it. And I'm sure over over time, Tepper's going to want something new. He's that's just the way he is, and he's proved that with Rock Hill. I mean, that establishment when they get that thing done is going to be beautiful. But I, I just take a time if they're going to make improvements. I mean, they're already doing it right now with the MLS team. They're taking out rows in the end zone and stuff like that and making, you know, stands, standalone seats and stuff like that. So I would just, it is what it is. Just let, let the process happen. And I don't care about a dome. I mean, Charlotte's got pretty decent weather. You have to, 
you have the rare monsoon games. The Saints won a couple years ago. Jaguars before that, where I mean, it was you'd step and there was puddles and water coming up. But I mean, it makes it fun. It balances out the competition too. But yeah, I, I I'm not opposed to having an open. And like you said, if if it's not going to be a dome, why rush to rush to get a new one right away? So yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on something that kind of came out today uh, about Sam Darnold uh, and him not wanting go. to get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, he, according to Sam Darnold, he is still ev- evaluating the vaccine. Um, what is your opinion on the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers not getting his vaccine yet? You know my opinion. Go and get it, Darnold. What the hell are you waiting for? Government ain't putting a chip in you. It's safe. Millions of people have done it. It's just, I don't, unless there is some sort of health condition we don't know about, whatever's in the actual vaccine itself, the proteins, if he's got some sort of allergy to that, okay. But otherwise, get the vaccine. I mean, this guy, this is the same guy who had mono and was out yep. a month. Like, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. What are you, like, I, I, I'm, sh- I'm shocked he wasn't the first one in line at Bank of America <laughs> Stadium. Like, come on, yep. dude. So uh, my friends were giving me shit about it and, you know, anti-vaxxer and all this. Just go and get it. I'm vaccinated. So, I mean, just it makes everyone else better off. And you're, you're not only protecting you, but other people. So just go and do it. I yeah, I don't and, want to get into politics, though, but yeah, he needs to get it. Like, come on. And, and he's the leader of his team. He's the quarterback of, of an NFL team. Show some leadership and go and get your vaccine. It, I, I don't know if he's scared of being magnetized, like people are saying. You can put a quarter up to your forehead and it sticks or whatever. But, dude, just go get your vaccine. I'm vaccinated as well. Uh, we're both good. We're both healthy. We're, we're not being tracked. Um, if you're worried about being tracked, get off your cell phone. I'm sure Sam Darnold has a cell phone. Um, get off of that. He's so, he's so nonchalant about it. Like when they asked him today, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of reevaluating. He's such, he's got that like, so Southern Cal, like yeah. mentality. Like, yeah, like, I might out. get it. Maybe, maybe not. It's like, dude, like you yeah. said, you're the leader of the team. Get it, get your vaccine, set the example. Like, yeah. All we need is for him to get COVID this upcoming season. Yeah, and- exactly. And we're, we're, then we're, we were throwing Will Greer and PJ Walker out there. Yep. Matt Rule did a presser today. And he said, and he confirmed that the Panthers are going to have two joint practices um, with the Colts this year. It will be in Indianapolis before the preseason game. So they'll do, they'll have three practices, two of them with the Colts, and then one on their own before that game. What are your thoughts on joint practices? I like them. I, I think it gives it gives your team an opportunity to go against somebody other than the person that you've been going against um, on your team for however long uh, throughout training camp. Um, It gives you an opportunity to go against another NFL player on another team that wants to make a play as bad as you want to make a play. And um, sometimes when you're going against your, your own teammates, you may not um, go as hard or, I don't know, want to hurt them or something like that. So I think going against a, another team uh, adds another aspect of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make this guy look bad I'm, and I'm trying to make myself look good and make, make this team or get more playing time. So I, I, I like the joint practices. I know there's some stuff that comes out of it, like fighting and um, other things that happen a lot. I remember, was it last year when the, when the bills were, no, no, it wasn't last year. It was like two or three years ago 
uh, when the Bills were uh, joint practicing with the Panthers, and that's when Josh Norman and uh, Cam Newton were talking to each other. He's like, "Are you stupid?" And like <laughs> the, the Cam Newton meme, but yeah, you but get yeah. the banter back and forth for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with uh, joint practices. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same. I'm torn on it because I remember. The only reason why I have a bad stigma is a couple of years ago, God, I can't believe I'm bringing this guy's name up, but Kelvin Benjamin, they had joint practices with the Dolphins and he had that non-contact ACL tear. And that just brought like, I feel like every year or every year when they do a joint practice, someone gets hurt. Um, and again, it, it's, it's good to go against other competition, not your own guys. And I, I get that brings out the best in people, but that's the one thing that worries me. Injuries happen no matter what. So, I mean, but that was the one thing that always made me nervous after Kelvin Benjamin went down in the Dolphins joint practice. That always scared me, but it is what it is. I like it's Carolina's a young team. So anytime they can go up against, you know, competition and um, get some reps against another team is good. So it, it's all, it's all for the better. And It'll be interesting because Colts, I mean, they're they're a pretty solid team and they just got Carson Wentz. So that could be a good measuring stick, you know, before, you know, the regular season of how they're doing and where they can stack up against, you know, some of these other teams. So it, it is what it is. And it, it's yeah. good. I mean, it's better than not, you know, just going up against each other. So I'm, it's, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. And I've got a, a couple other OTA things that I want to talk about while we're on this topic. Um First one that I have here is Robbie Anderson and him not being there. Matt Rule says that there's nothing to worry about uh, and that they expect him uh, at camp soon. Um, DJ Moore has addressed it, saying that he thinks uh, he wants Robbie there, but he knows Robbie's working out and taking care of himself essentially, and and that he, they that he will be there soon. But there were there was buzz um, during the NFL draft at the. Panthers were trying to shop Robbie Anderson uh, during the draft and where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I'm kind of worried about Robbie. I, I would love for him to be on the team this year. I love Robbie Anderson. He's a great receiver. He, his route running is almost as good as you can get in the NFL. He is so smooth. He's so silky in and out of his routes. Uh, and then obviously he was probably the best receiver on the team last year, but I, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know if it's a contract dispute, if it's something else, but I'm worried about Robbie Anderson, and I'm uh, officially hitting the the button of uh, the red alert here. So uh, he's not he's not at camp yet. I, I don't know what's going on there, and um, I'm officially hitting the button. I don't, and I wanted to get your opinion on the topic, Curtis. In the words of Aaron and Rodgers, R E A. I can't even spell R E L A X. Relax, like I. Robbie's his own guy. You saw it in the camp confidential segment that dude, that guy, he's, I don't know what world he's in half the time, but give him time. I'm not worried about it. I don't, I think the media is just trying to make it a bigger thing. Cause they always ask Matt rule every time they have an O cause they only get to one. They only get to go to one OTA a week. So every time he's not there, that's all they do is ask about it. I think, I think he's going to show up whether it's mini camp or training camp. You've seen guys before who do their own thing and they like, and you know, some guys, I mean, Tom Brady is a good example who are very stubborn with their workouts and the way they train. And 
they don't like screwing that up. And, you know, so I, I don't know. I just, I'm patient about it. He, he's worked with Sam Darnold in the past. So they got some repertoire there and, you know, he's one year in year two into the system. I just be patient. I'm, I'm not making too much out of it. I know the reporters keep bugging Matt rule about it, but he's not, I mean, he's going to be playing Sam Darnold's here. I mean, he's, I so, he's, he's one of the big, I, I don't, I don't believe the rumors that he, they were trying to trade him. I have a hard time, hard time believing that when they brought in Sam Darnold and I'm sure they talked to Robbie before bringing him in. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are fair points. Cause I know, you've been more on the side of, well, let's see what this Brady Christensen guy's got. And Matt rule said that they were given Taylor Moten reps at left tackle. And that just tells me one thing that, you know, Cam Irving was out, Cam Irving and Trent Scott were both in red jerseys today. You would think Brady Christensen would then be the third. I don't know. I just, for them to be trying Taylor Moten out at left tackle and that they got these other guys in line just makes me feel like, they're not as confident in some of these other guys they got. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is with them wanting to try Taylor Moten at left tackle. I mean, I guess it can't hurt to see what he what he's got there um, because, I mean, just talking figuratively here, a left tackle is more important than a right tackle. So, which which I think Ron Rivera tried Taylor Moten at left tackle before and just wasn't his position. He's a much better right tackle when it's been, you know, shown before, but. Uh, I, Wasn't I have, he vocal about that too? Didn't he yeah. come out and say like I'm not comfortable in the left side at all? Yeah, yeah. He said he was more natural at right tackle, which which is the case for a lot of offensive linemen. But um, but yeah, I I have in my notes that um, Chris McLean on Twitter said that Dennis Daly was getting a lot of work at left tackle with the ones. So I don't know if that's uh, uh, something to keep an eye on, but apparently mm-hmm. apparently he was looking pretty good. So. I know it's OTAs and there's still a long way to go, but if Dennis Daly can stay healthy, I think that he's a, he is a candidate to, to take left tackle. But um, when it comes to Brady Christensen, I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know why he's not getting reps at left tackle. Apparently either. And he's there, right? Cause I remember a couple of years ago, there were some like rookies that, you know, had to finish college or whatever. So they weren't at some of these, I don't know if it was OTAs or mini camp or what, but yeah. I'm assuming he's at these practices. So I, I mean, I get it. The the guy's got to earn his spot, but to be doing these experimental, well, let's put Taylor over here and see. And I mean, Matt rule said today, if he can play there, if he's best available, he might, I mean, it's not like a, for sure, like, Oh, this guy's switching now, but like, yeah, I don't know. It just makes you seem like they're doubting what they have in some of these other guys. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I but I, I think it's still early on, and and they're they're just doing their due diligence and seeing what they have best. Yeah, it's a lot of tests, you know, yeah. the trial by fire. Some of these positions right now, because yeah. I mean, Matt Rule said today, it's really you don't get to see the you know the competition yet because they're not really in pads and are not yeah. hitting, yeah. and so uh, Phil Snow is probably the best interview of any coaching uh, of any coach on the coaching staff, in my opinion, for the Carolina Panthers. And, and he said a couple things um, about the defense, obviously. Uh, Shaq Thompson's put on about 10 pounds. He said he's up to about 235, which is interesting. He said he's moving faster and better with the weight on. So I've, I've kind of been hot and cold on Shaq Thompson. He's just so 
inconsistent at that position of linebacker. And some games he's making tackles everywhere and other games he, he can't tackle anybody. And I, I feel like he's had chance after chance after chance and he's paid like a top linebacker in the NFL. And it's time for him to show that he's a top linebacker in the NFL because up to this point, in my opinion, he hasn't, he has not shown that he's a top linebacker and it's time for him to take over the leadership role. Uh, it's time for him to show that he can set the tone and he can lead the defense. And um, I don't, him putting on the weight gives me a little bit of hope that he's taking it more seriously and not being that safety that's playing linebacker, but he's being yeah. a linebacker and he's going to hit and he's going to lead. So yeah, you're definitely I to get your take on Shaq. Yeah, you I, I know last year you were harder on him than me. Um, I kind of give him a little leeway because, you know, Luke Keekley left unexpectedly and then he basically was one of the one of the veterans on a very young defense last year and I feel like he played out of position a few games. Um, so for him, I feel like this is the first year to really be tough on him and say, all right, what do you got now? Cause now, you know, they brought in some pieces. Some of these younger guys are more comfortable in the defense. So I think this would be the year where, you know, it's time to put up or shut up type of thing. And so I'm, you know, I'm like you said today with Phil snow, with him adding weight, I think that's good. And I mean, he's fast already. So if he's getting faster, that's, I mean, that's really good for this defense. And, Again, I think this is the year where he's going to really – he's either going to shine or he's, you know, he's going to go back to his form last year where the inconsistencies pop up again. But I would just give him another year to see kind of if he – you know, with some of these other guys, a year or two under their belt and some of these other guys they brought in and just see what he can do. Let's stick to linebacker. This is kind of off football topic. Um, some – two – two dipshits decided to uh, break into Thomas Davis's garage and steal his car, crashed it. Um, they were charged. They, they two juveniles were charged in the case that actually tonight, uh, like four, four o'clock this afternoon or whatever. So what the hell were these kids thinking, Bryson? I mean, the, this is the same guy who broke his arm and he went in the Super Bowl and his arm looked like a football and he played like this is the wrong guy to mess with and I'm and we saw the security video that guy's got security up though I mean he's got cameras everywhere like yeah. what are you doing I mean maybe this was a fun night out for them but man it's just so they, stupid they must have not known that was Thomas Davis uh, Thomas Davis's house because that's the last How guy. How good are you? You see the McLaren? Is yeah. that? I, I don't even know. I mean, I think yeah. we saw him it one day. McLaren. I'm sold. We, 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 no, we, we did. Charlotte. For folks who don't know, we were in Charlotte. I don't know. It was last month, maybe. When was that? It was for the draft. The first round of the draft. That's right. First round of the draft. We were driving past Bank of America Stadium. And the literally the same type of vehicle pulled out of the Panthers State uh, Bank of America Stadium where the players usually park, and there was the same color vehicle. We drove right past it. I yelled out the window trying to get their attention, and we couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> and we're convinced it was Thomas Davis, but man, yeah. well, so Thomas is Davis, Thomas Davis because we get we see his wrecked car on Instagram because two juveniles uh, steal it and wreck it. But yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I, that's probably the last player I, I would have picked to steal from. Uh, I, he's just so big and scary, and he'll just mess you up. And, well, and he's, 
like he's the nicest guy off yeah, the field yeah. too. It's like, yeah, that's the other aspect. He, he does so much for the community in Charlotte. He's such a prominent figure figure there. So, um, yeah, I uh, I don't understand that at all. But uh, while we're on the linebacker, um, let's talk about one that's being moved this offseason. Jeremy Chin is moving from linebacker to safety. And in today's press conference, Phil Snow said he's been a safety his whole life. And last year we used him from the front back. And this year we want to use him the opposite from the back to the front. He said that he's going to be blitzing Jeremy Chen still. He said it would be dumb not to with his speed and power, but Jeremy Chen is playing safety this year. And that is going to be his primary position. Curtis, what do you think of that? I like it. I know you were, you were a fan of him at linebacker and in the box which I don't think they're going to get away from. I still think you're going to see him there. And Phil Snow kind of alluded to that today. But I would like to see someone in command of that backfield, you know, at one of the safety spots. And he he can get better at coverage. I mean, there were plays last year where, you know, he was getting beat. But I think with, you know, with that being such a young defense and now they have more pieces, I think – he's going to mold into his own at safety and he'll kind of play that hybrid where, you know, he's at safety, then he'll move at linebacker though. They're going to move him all over the field. Still. I think he's, he's just, he's such a good player wherever he's on the field and he's going to make an impact, whether he's at safety linebacker blitzing right up on the line. Like he's, he's, he's a special freaking player. He's, he's going to do, he's going to do good. And I'm excited to see him playing more of that safety and hopefully we can, you know, him and Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn, A.J. Boye. Man, I'm just – I'm excited to see that secondary. I really am. Yeah, and and like you alluded to, I was – I'm kind of worried of, about Jeremy Chen at safety, honestly. Um, I think his skill set last year at linebacker was the saving grace on this defense for a lot of the times. He was cleaning up so many tackles, so many things that got past the defensive line uh, run-wise – uh, getting so many like sacks in the backfield, that game where he had two, uh, two fumbles re- returned against Minnesota. Um, he is just – he's so good in the box. Um, I hope that he can, he can take that back to safety. I really do. I love Jeremy Chenna. He's a great player. Um, but I feel like his, his skill set is just it's, – it's better suited for like an outside linebacker position. But we'll see. I hope I'm wrong because I would love another solid safety um, back there um, cleaning things up as well. So we'll see about that. Uh, Yeah, one thing to know, too, about it is, you know, last year you had Tahir Whitehead. So, like, that guy was – I mean, he was a handicap on the defense, basically. I mean, he was useless. So I feel like them bringing in – Denzel Perriman? Yeah, Perriman from San Diego or L.A. now. I feel like that's going to fill a lot of that void, and he'll be making up some of those tackles and stuff. So I feel like that will allow Jeremy Chin to roll more a little bit. But, again, I could see him still playing some of that linebacker sometimes. And But I'm, I, I am very excited to see him at safety because that's where he was – you know, he played at in college, and he did well at. So, I mean, another thing um, – Going back to Sam Darnold, when, during his interview today, he was asked, you know, what, what, what are things that he needs to work on or what he's, you know, in this offense going forward. And, you know, people are excited to see him, but 
he said today that, you know, he needs to get more comfortable with j- just the offense in general. And a lot of, they do a lot of motioning um, in Joe Brady's offense that he's not used to. And I just, I just want to, you know, put up a caution to fans that this guy out of the gate, I mean, it, it's going to take a bit. It's kind of going to be like a rookie quarterback. So for fans, these first couple games, when he starts, they got to be patient. I know he's got a lot of weapons, but it's, I mean, it's kind of starting at ground zero with him. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, if he comes out and struggles week one against the jets and ends up losing that game, Whew, Panthers Twitter is going to be after Sam Darnold's ass for. They'll be calling for his ass week one. Yep. You, you guarantee it. Yep. I mean, and, it is. There's a lot of pressure on him. He should win that week one. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. Man. All the shit he's been through the last three years, not the weapons, no offensive line. The you know everyone's calling for Adam Gase, and he's the one to blame. I mean, he bet he's got to show up. I mean, th- this can't be Teddy Bridgewater Minnesota Vikings reunion last year because that yeah. was did not pan out well at all so yeah but his connection with christian mccaffrey's been looking good so i'm super excited to have christian mccaffrey back yet i I think he's been looking great in the offseason i'm just excited to see him on the field again but uh apparently we need to watch out because ian thomas according to matt rule has had a tremendous offseason so curtis is ian thomas gone yeah i i don't think he's gone no uh He's, you know, he's, he knows the offense. He, he's going to be the help for Dan Arnold and uh, Tremble who's coming in. I don't, I don't see him gone. I think they carry three tight ends this year. I really do. He's the guy who's going to teach them, you know, some of the things he's learned and Matt rule doesn't say those things just to say those things. So, yeah, well, Matt rule, anytime he calls out a player, that's true. Anytime he calls out a player specifically and says they're having a good off season, they get traded or cut. So, do you, do you think he's gone? I mean, do you think he's because he, he no, cut? no, I, I'm just kind of messing around mostly. I think Ian Thomas is pretty, I think he's pretty safe to stay on the roster, but uh, I, I just kind of given uh, Matt Rule some, some uh, prediction traction. out of those three, Tremble, him, and Arnold. Who do you think has a better season? I don't think it's Ian Thomas. I don't know. I think, I think it's Dan Arnold. I think Dan Arnold's going to be uh, used more in the, pass catching since so i think dan arnold's going to be the red zone threat that they've been wanting at tight end and they'll they'll he'll get more targets i think than ian thomas will this upcoming season yeah huh well while we're on that subject we're we're coming up on mini camp here soon and then training camp is there any surprise players you think are going to be cut no longer on the roster i know you have a list i'm sure um I don't actually, but uh, I would say hmm. – you know what? I am – oh, J.J. Jansen. I think J.J. uh, is probably going to get cut. They drafted the long snapper in the sixth round, so um, we might be saying bye to our longtime uh, Carolina Panther, Jansen, this this offseason. Did you listen to Chase Blackburn today, though? Did you hear what he yeah, said? Yeah, I know he. He, he said, said that he still has some games left. left him. Yeah, yeah, but but he was kind of talking like a couple years not with us though, like a couple years with somebody else. That's and, fair. Um, That's fair. I think he he may get cut. Uh, I I don't know if they come in. I don't know if they keep three quarterbacks. You, you might want to keep an eye on on one of those quarterbacks, PJ Walker or Will Greer. 
I, I really don't know if they keep all three, but I, it, I mean, it's definitely a possibility that they do, but I would keep an eye on one of them. Then uh, I, I really couldn't think of anything off the top of my head, like somebody that I don't think is going to make the roster that is, is a prominent player. Um, I don't know if you have people listed, but yeah, I, think I would say, I think Greg Little's gone. I oh, do. Okay. Yeah. I fair. think they cut ties with him. Um, he just, I mean, that was just a bad pick by Marty Herney. It really yeah. was. Yeah, it was. I mean, they got laughed at by the Bills. <laughs> yeah, and Scott, I mean, Scott Fritterer was, you know, the recipient of the trade. I mean, the Seahawks got a good trade out of that, and Carolina's still sitting here with answers at left tackle. I think he's gone. Wide receiver is going to be interesting. It really is. I, I think Shy Smith, you know, I, I get it. I mean, it's just shorts and jerseys out there, but, I mean, that guy's already made some really good catches so far. He – yeah, I had that in my notes actually. That uh, Shai Smith was a standout at. at yeah, and I, I again, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't know how many they're going to carry on the roster. They better not cut Zilstrom. I'm trying to, fair. I'm trying to figure out how, how many they kept. Well, how many, do you know how many kept they kept last year? Was it six or seven? I think it was uh, six, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I'm not sure on the number, but, um, but apparently Zilstra did have a good day today. So I, I think, I think Zilstra stay safe. Uh, and I think he deserves some more playing time, but well, yeah, you uh, got like I mean, we go through them: DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, David Moore, Terrace Marshall, Zilstra, Shy Smith, and then you got guys like Keith Kirkwood, mm-hmm. uh, Ishmael Hyman. Yeah, and I didn't Matt Rule mention him today? Yeah, I thought, I thought you know Omar Bayless. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of. Uh, the Panthers have some good depth at receiver, so I'm excited. Yeah, that that's a position that's going to be interesting to see who who makes the cut. Um, I think that might be their strongest position on the team, honestly. Um, maybe beside besides defensive line this year, uh, but I think wide receiver is is a very very deep position for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, and um, you know, one of these cornerbacks uh, from last year, I'm. Could one of the rookies get cut from last year? I, I don't know about Troy yeah. Pride. I've seen I've seen people say Troy Pride. I don't see that. Um, uh, I think Matt Rule like, likes Troy Pride. That's Stanley Thomas Oliver. Yeah. I mean, what have we really talked about? I mean, have we heard about that guy? I mean, he's might have played a few snaps last year. I mean, that. Yeah. He's one. I'm not a fan of Miles Hartsfield. I know you aren't either. I'm not. A, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that guy did a whole hell of a lot last year when he filled in. Do you think Justin Burris is safe? Yeah, I do. I do. He's a veteran, and that defense is so young, I think. He just adds depth, even if they give Sam Franklin the nod. Yeah. You know? Sam Franklin did play pretty pretty good last year. He added some some uh, some swag, some nastiness to the defense there at the end of the year. He, yeah. He, he, he's a, he talks, and he hits hard. But I mean, mm. sometimes he, he, you know, he, he yeah, gives, he, he, yeah, gives, he up, gives up the, that's yeah. with him though. He was like yeah. the rookie growing pains. He gave up yeah. a play and then he'll make a really good one. So, yeah. but I don't see, I mean, I saw on PFF the other day that, you know, Burris was one of the best. I, I can't remember what this yeah, the, was, but I think he was one of the best uh, safeties in slot coverage. That's what year. it was. Yeah, yeah. He was like one of the top. So again, I don't, I don't see them moving on from him especially with them getting rid of uh, our boy, Trey. Yeah. I just, 
I think they need someone in a veteran back there. Joey Sly's another one to watch. I know they're been, I know they're, you know, they said he's, he's had some, he's more confident this year and he's focused really, you know, building on that and just the mental game of kicking. Mm -hmm. He's another one to watch. He's young. And I mean, he can, he can kick forever. Yeah. It's just the accuracy issue with him. And I know they said today they might bring in someone for competition, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a mini camp or training camp. So uh, that's somewhat, that's another position to look out for. Otherwise, you know, well, while we're on the topic, let's talk about a, a different team who just lost a player. Um, Julio Jones getting out of the NFC South. He's been ter- terrorizing the Carolina Panthers since 2011. Uh, one thing that comes to my mind, which comes to a lot of Panthers fans' minds, was the 300-yard game versus Benet Benwickery. Benet uh, Benwickery, that bum. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy that we do not have to see him twice a year anymore. Uh, I'm he, so happy we don't have Benet Benwickery anymore. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he, uh, I think – he w- Benet was cut after that game. Like Julio Jones got that man cut from the Carolina Panthers roster because I would have traded that guy for a quarter. He was terrible. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just want to bring that up real quick while we we're talking about it. I'm uh, I'm happy for the Titans. I think the Titans are whew, they got a good roster. But yeah, um, they do. That's I. I'm just I don't know why Atlanta did that. I yeah. maybe there was some rumblings and you know Julio wanted out, but I just didn't get that. Because with him and with Kyle Pitts, they got in the draft. It's like, I, I mean, that offense. Look, I mean, it still looks scary, but yeah, you not, take not as Julio much. out. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a big piece out of that offense. So yeah, and I think there was some salary cap issues. They could not sign their rookies until they traded him. They did not have cap room to sign the rookies, and that's so. maybe what it was. And, yeah, and that happens. That happens. Yeah, so. I think that was kind of like an anticipated thing that was going to happen. And they only got a second rounder for him. And a yeah. Fourth. That's another thing I, I was just about to mention. Yeah. You base it off the Sam Darnold trade. The yeah. Titans got a better deal <laughs> for Julio Jones and what Carolina gave away for Sam Darnold. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm just excited at that. We don't have to see him. I, and I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, Julio Jones leaves the NFC South the year that we get JC Horn. He he got scared and had to get out of here. So yeah, that's that's what we're going. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, just sad that he didn't choose 28. Yeah. He went with two. <laughs> and that what? Why don't we? Yeah. Here's a prediction. Who's who's going to be the number? Who's going to be the better number two receiver? DJ Moore or Julio Jones? <laughs> You know, are you gonna stick with your bias, or are you gonna go? Are you gonna... No. without being the biased Carolina Panther DJ Moore stand that I am, I'm, I, I think Julio is gonna have a better season. Uh, he's got a better quarterback. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of arguing there as of right now, as it stands from last season. Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. I don't think you're gonna yeah. argue that, or anybody's gonna argue that. And I think Julio is just, I mean, Julio Jones is Julio Jones, he's yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. I think the only thing that would hinder him is injuries because he, yeah, he tends yeah. to get those. He, I, I don't think he's – did he play a full season last year? I know he's, no, he hasn't he been didn't. recently. Yeah. So. He, he's had some injury issues. so But we'll see. Uh, DJ Moore is definitely going to have a good season, I think. But uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be Julio Jones level if Julio Jones is healthy for a whole season. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, DJ Moore is in a contract here. It's, I mean, he's going to show out. I was just going to mention um, this kind of – 
continuing from the draft and through camp, um, just kind of get your take on needs that Caroline like still has to fill. So uh, in my opinion, they still, they still need some offensive linemen, whether that be a left tackle or whatever. Uh, I, I think they should maybe target one in free agency, which maybe bring back a guy that we're all familiar with, with Russell Kuhn. I don't know. He's not a, he's not a huge, uh, he's not a huge, uh, Panthers fans aren't a huge fan of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's missed, he missed time last year, but he's, he's a solid left tackle when he's healthy. Uh, he's probably better than anything we got on the roster right now at left tackle. And interesting. I think, interesting I think that, you said that I think that he might be an option um, for them to bring him back if he's not on his weird shit with Bitcoin and all that weird stuff he's got going on. But uh, and then another position that don't you go into the moon. <laughs> another position that I think that they still need to fill is free safety. I, I don't think what they have back there. Yeah, free you you still want Malik Hooker, don't you? I, I do want Malik Hooker. Um, he's he's very good, with it, but he he does have injury issues. But yeah, another the guy, guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, and another guy that that I was uh, I was doing some research earlier, uh, George Ioka. He's played with the Vikings and the who the uh, hell is that? The Bengals. He, he played with the Vikings and he played with the Bengals and um, I think I think he played safety? a season with the Cowboys. Yes, he's a free safety. Um, he's had uh, nine interceptions and thirty two pass breakups in one hundred and three career games. He was drafted in twenty seventeen, I think, by the Bengals. Um, and, no, it, it was later in twenty seventeen. I think it was twenty fifteen. But uh, he's uh, he's kind of been passed around of late, and I think bringing in a guy, uh, he's got a, a veteran presence. He's been in the league for a while, and he's shown potential. I think bringing in somebody like him for uh, to fight for playing time at free safety might help with that um, development of that position. But uh, those are my two uh, takes, and I just wanted to get what your what your thought was on the needs for Carolina still. Yeah, I, left tackle. That's my biggest one. Yeah. I don't think the answer's on the roster yet. What do you think of Russell Okun when we sign him? Eh, I mean, I don't see him much. I don't know. He's like a Cam Irving to me. I don't, I don't see a bigger, big upgrade there. Maybe for him being a veteran to show some of these rookies, you know, the ropes maybe. But I don't know. I'm not – I wasn't too keen on him when they traded for him. So uh, that would be one. If they go after a safety – I'm going to pull for my boy, Trey. Why not bring him back? I, I mean, he's for a, you know, a fill-in guy or depth or when someone, you know, bring him in and he doesn't have to play all the snaps. I don't, I don't see why they couldn't do that for a That's cheap fair. deal. That's but, a fair point. I mean, I talked to Trey. He want, and I asked him about it. He wants to be paid. He, he thinks he deserves the money. So he's going to wait until a team goes out and, you know, gives him that cash. So, I don't blame the guy. He wants to get paid. Yeah, bringing back KK on a cheap deal. I don't see why not. Why not take a shot at him? And that that still could be an option. Who knows? I mean, there's always injuries and things come out. So, another name that you mentioned, D line, um, Melvin Ingram is still out there, and there's been reports that Carolina's, I think, talked to him. Maybe uh, there. I don't know how viable that uh, you know report was. It was from one of those NFL report, whatever. Uh, Twitter accounts, but um, they said that Carolina had spoken to Melvin Ingram and, um, and Carolina still has some cap room. Even after signing their, uh, even after signing their rookies, uh, June 1st came around and they have, I think they have around $10 million in cap still. So 
they could sign somebody like Melvin Ingram to a one-year, $8 million, $9 million deal just for him to come in and kind of like, you know, free agency's over for the most part. Uh, the big wave's over. He just wants to sign somewhere, prove that he can still play, and next season get a, and play for a bigger contract. So uh, I think Melvin Ingram is a possibility as well for the defensive line, and I think that would add some much-needed depth too. Um, another veteran presence Brian Burns can learn from or – uh, you know, Derek Brown. Sheldon Richardson's out there. Did you just say that? No. Uh, I, He's I, out there. That's another yeah. D lineman. Yeah, D tackle. He he would uh, he would be a good villain as well on the defensive line. I mean, the more bodies a- you get, Eric Fisher's still out there, right? He's out. Yeah. He's out tackle. Tackle. Yeah. Yep. That's another I mean, one. He's better than any tackle we got on the roster besides Moten. So I don't know why they wouldn't go after somebody like that, but. Maybe they like what they have. I don't know. Well, maybe they're waiting. Maybe they're waiting to see what they do in training camp. And I mean, yeah. if they're not satisfied, they'll go because Fitterer is always working. I mean, we yeah, saw that. I mean, I'm sure he's poking around and and they're just kind of seeing what they can. Because just from what I on, I just feel like Brady Christensen's going to be a guard coming yeah. in. I don't see him sliding in that left tackle. Maybe I'm wrong, but. It could be one of those things where it's, you know, Pat, Pat Elfline starts the year there and then Brady Christensen, you know, middle of the season's playing left guard for them. I don't know. That's yeah, something yeah. to look at. That's a possibility. So, well, let's end on this, Bryson. Let's end on some good news off the field. Greg Olson's son. Everyone's seen it on Twitter. Everyone's pretty much across the NFL has followed his journey. He's been, you know, living with a modified heart basically for the last eight years. He needed a new one. And thank God the prayers were answered. He, he got one a few days ago. He had a successful heart transplant. Um, and he's already kind of on the road to recovery. He thanked everyone in a video message. Just some good news. And Greg Olson, such a stand-up guy, I, you know. He's going to go down as the greatest tight end in Panthers history and should Mm. go to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. So, yeah, he'll be there. But yeah, I just pull for him and his family. And it was a little setback that they got this news after, you know, Greg Olson's retirement. But it's good to see that the surgery went well. Yeah, yeah. uh, Panther Nation is is super excited for him and for his son. And uh, I'm we're all happy that he's good and the surgery went well and hopefully he can continue to live his life with a with a new heart and make it make it what it is and make it work and amen amen to that well let's end on that hopefully in a couple of weeks here we'll get another guest back on but we just want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap podcast this evening you can catch all of our episodes every Thursday on Apple Music or wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on tap for all your analysis and breaking news. Uh, hopefully we have a giveaway. Maybe we'll do something at the start of training camp or start of preseason. We'll give something away this summer again. So stay tuned for that on Twitter. And as always, 